following show contains spoilers for Solo, a Star Wars story. I love you. I know. We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive... Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today, in a revelationary origin move, I'm going to reveal Chris's last name. Podcast. Because you do a podcast. It is. Also, because I turned up here, and as you were registering me for the show, and you said, what's your last name? And I was like, I don't have one. I'm solo. And you were like, okay, you can call a podcast then. And I was like, no, I don't like that. Chris Solo isn't much better, though, is it? That's fucking badass. It's got kind of a ring to it. Yeah. Jack Solo. No. no that's no. bad. Yeah. Never mind. Chris, we're doing Solo. A really? A Star Wars story. A story about Star Wars. And the origins... Of everybody's favourite roguish smuggler. Lando. <laughs> Chewie. Chewie. He's my favourite smuggler, yeah. All right, Solo, Chris, stars Aldrin Eigenreich as the titular Solo, a Star Wars, that's not his last name, <laughs> uh, Woody Harrelson, Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, and I'm going to have fun with this one, Jonas Schwartzmann. He plays Chewie. Is it the uh, the ex basketball player? No, different new Chewie. Because really? the guy that played him originally is super old. I so know. But wasn't there a guy that took over for Force Awakens and played him from there on? Is this, is this the same guy that's doing it uh, now? I actually don't know. I think he might be a different guy. He's German, but they had to change Chewie because you know this one's a bit more punchy, crunchy action Chewie. Yeah, I like this version of Chewie. Yeah. I like action Chewie. You like action Chewie? Wish you saw him rip somebody up. Oh yeah, we did though. Yeah, I don't think we've seen Chewie do that yet. No. I only ever hear about it, don't we? Yeah, there was a deleted scene in Force Awakens where Chewie rips off Uncar Plucks, Pluck, that junker, the, the portions guy. He rips his arm off when he shows up in Maz's castle at one point. But they got rid of it. Deleted scene. It's yeah, a okay. good scene. So it stars all of them, Chris. The film was originally meant to be directed by Lord and Miller, who did 21 Jump Street, the Lego movie, and they're known mostly for their comedy. But about ooh, 70% of the way through the the film, they were kicked off by Disney for uh, creative differences. I've heard different rumours that they were allowing uh, a lot of improv on set and that some of the actors weren't comfortable with it. And Ron Howard joined up and he di- took over directing duties and finished it off. Most of it was in the reshoot, so a lot of it was refilmed. And because of that, the budget for Solo is particularly high, Chris. <laughs> it really needs to do big business in order to make its money back, which at the moment... It's, it's not doing. <laughs> yeah, it's doing okay, but it's not making the big bucks that it really needs to. Chris, first question... What do you think of the film? I enjoyed pretty much everybody's performance in it. I didn't really have any uh, qualms with any of them. I mean, there was a few scenes <laughs> that I was unhappy with, uh, you know, certain origin aspects. But other than that, it was um, it was all right. Because I went in there with all these reviews saying, oh, I'd seen it hadn't been making as much money. And these reviews were saying it was on par. It's not great. But now watching I thought, the reviews are wrong. I enjoy this film. Okay. And uh, I thought everything was good on it, yeah. I mean, I won't argue with you about the acting chops of everyone involved. Everyone does a really good job. Woody Harrelson, I love in everything, so I'm, I'm biased towards him. I think he's great. 
Donald Glover really steals the show with his Lando. He did he's, well. He's really good. It's on point. There are moments where he's talking and you think it really could be a younger Billy D. Williams. <laughs> and he's he's really good. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Chewie's really great. I like that they gave him some more action stuff. I, I could have done with more action Chewie. That would have been really good because he's, he's, you know, he's a super strong Wookiee just throwing people about. That would have been really fun to, to see that. And um, Alden Eigenreich, he does good. I, I was worried about him slightly, but um, he does well. He's not as on point as Donald Glover is with his sort of um, solo stuff. Um, you could mistake him for another character, but they all do well. But Glover's... On point. Yeah. Fans are calling for a Lando standalone film. Would you be against that? No, I'd give it a go. But I think I'd want it before this because I want the Falcon in it again. Okay, could you not want him chasing the Falcon? Not just following Hannah around <laughs> everywhere, no. Give it back, you swine! <laughs> Amelia Clark's good in it as well. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's I right. wasn't really impressed with her. I mean, the only thing I've ever seen her in outside of Game of Thrones was Terminator Genesis. Yeah. And that's not a good film. She's not given a lot to do in that film, but this she's got some material that she can really sink her teeth into. The story, though... And some of the moments that are laid out in the film, they're the stuff that I think probably both of us have problems with. I thought the story was all right. It was a little messy for my liking. It was, we've got to go here to get this. And oh no, it's not there anymore. So we have to go somewhere else. And now there's a yeah, that was CG all fine. flight chase thing. And there's some double crossing. I like the double crossing, but there should have been more. It should have been like proper... Everyone's backstabbing everyone for different deals and stuff. Chewy backstabbing hand. Yeah, <laughs> just everyone is in it for themselves. But that only really comes into play. The uh, the, the villain the in this. latter moments. The villain, Mister uh, Scarface. Paul Space it, Scarface. It was Paul Bettany, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, Paul it's Bettany playing Dryden Voss. Bettany. Interesting fact. Uh, Bettany's character was originally meant to be played by. Michael K. Williams, but he couldn't come back for the reshoots, which meant that Howard had to find somebody else to play uh, Voss. Um, Bettany sent him a text and went, hey, why am I not in Star Wars? And Howard went, bear with me, my <laughs> my friend. I'll get you in. So that's how Bettany managed to land the role. But um, he's he's good. He's sinister. Blimey. Scary vision. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> nice and polite. And then he'll cut your face off. And I like the, the scars on his face, how they're just scars. And when he gets angry, they flare up and like almost open up into cuts. Was that part of his species? I'm guessing he wasn't a human. I think I've heard he's he's not got a species name, but he's considered near human. So I wouldn't... Yeah, he's probably an alien of some sort. Was he a compelling villain? Just his motive was, I want some space fuel. All that. And he was like, you know who I work for. And we all know who that is now. And he, he was just scared of his boss as well. It's like Amelia Cart's character said... Everybody is working for somebody. Not exact quote, but you know, apart from thing. the emperor. No, because the emperor is also working for the dark side. Ah, who's the dark side work for? The dark side works for the universe. Ah, uh, who's the universe work for? Itself. Ah, we found someone. <laughs> <laughs> A concept. Well, actually, the universe works for George Lucas. <laughs> oh, shit! Who's George? George Lucas works to pay the bills. He works to pay the bills. Well. I don't know. Well, he doesn't need to work anymore, does he? He doesn't no, have his company or anything. No, he Star Wars. Does, was he consulting on his film? Does he still do that? Because I know in Force Awakens, they said, come in and just point us in the right direction, sort of. And then 
Did he come up from the others or were they like, yeah, we don't need you anymore? He does occasionally. There was a fun moment, which was apparently George Lucas's, where uh, Han Solo's uh, in the cape room hitting on Amelia Clark, and yeah. uh, he takes the cape off of her. And he goes to hang it up, but just drops it. And that was apparently George Lucas. He's like, nah, Solo wouldn't hang it up. He'd just drop it on the floor. <laughs> Which That's true. Yeah, I think that was a fun moment. The cape she tries on, that's, his, uh, that's the blue one he wears when they meet him on the Cloud City, isn't it? I yeah, that's his blue be one. That. Yeah. Before he betrays him. See, I, w- I wanted more betrayals. You wanted more? Well, Lando the does The betrayals betray. are coming. <laughs> Lando does betray them, though, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. Although, to be fair, it's not because he wants to betray them he's sort of forced by vader isn't he oh no i'm talking in solo well just ditches them yeah <laughs> just leaves them on a, a weird desert planet dryden voss he's, he's a sinister enough character and you know a threat but his motivations are just kind of generic gangster it was a gangster film stuff. isn't it gangster kind heist of. smuggling thing it's kind of like rogue one was meant to be a war film but that was a heist film this is a heist film but it was meant to be a gangster film sort of it's like, like two genres smushed together. And the next spin-off's going to try and be an epic war thing and it'll be another heist film. It's Boba Fett trying to get his jetpack back for an hour and a half from Jabba. I wouldn't put it past Boba Fett to lose his jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that distinguishes him from every other bounty hunter. What else can we talk about, Chris? The origin stuff. There were moments that we didn't like, such as the Imperial recruitment officer giving Han his last name. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> pants! <laughs> it's canon now. <laughs> Live with it, but now that's the only. Did part you of the, like it? Well, no, that's the only part of the origin yeah, yeah. story I had. I had trouble with everything else. I didn't mind. It was. It makes sense that that's the sort of environment Han grew up on. Was working the streets, hustling people. That lot. You know that explains why he is working how he for is. Space worms that are allergic to the sun. Vampires, yeah. <laughs> vampire space worms. That would have been an interesting story. Han so, fighting vampire space worms. Ooh, yes, let's do that. But yeah. So the only thing I really had trouble with was the whole oh call your name. So because when he said ask for the name, I thought he was going to be like, oh yeah, it's Solo. I'm guessing before that point he was just called Han. He had no last name at all. Why couldn't Solo just be his last name? Why you got to give the Empire like, oh, we'll call you Han Solo. I'm I'm really happy that they didn't like build it up and like play the Force music. (laughs) Well, they didn't play the Force music at all. It's good because that would have hammed it up too much. Oh, and hey, Han, here's your blaster. Why would it play the Force theme for a non-Force user getting something? I know, but I'm just glad that they didn't ham it up like that. Okay, you could have avoided that whole awkward moment. It would have been better if he was called like Salo, but as he's putting (laughs) it in, he put O by accident. Like the Indiana Jones thing where he's he names himself he gives himself his own nickname no oh, indy <laughs> yeah indy indy's the indiana is the dog's name but he's like yeah my name's junior so i'll, I'll call myself the dog because that's much more cooler <laughs> that would have been funny but other than that i didn't have any other trouble with his origin story yet he ends up in the empire for three years joins him initially to because he wants to be trained as a as a pilot doesn't he but he's kicked out of flight school for having a mind of his own which actually makes sense with the empire because They'd want more obedience. So. Which is weird. Why would they would keep him around at all? If he's know. constantly being smart, Alec, and well, questioning orders. Well, and they're things. probably thinking, we'll just stick him in with the troops. He'll be some use of us and he'll eventually die or get thrown to, you know, a Wookiee. Uh, there were some scenes that heavily mimicked up from the original trilogy. Some of it was a little heavy-handed and I didn't quite like it as much. Such as? Such as Han seducing a lady on the Millennium Falcon. That one was a bit... Did he do that on the Falcon? 
He seduces Leia when she's trying to fix the Falcon in Empire. Oh, right, and he seduces... And um, the cape room. The, the cape sexiest room. room. Well, obviously, the Falcon just gives him the mojo, doesn't it? He likes that ship maybe a little too much. Yeah, he does. Oh, dear. Woody Harrelson wearing the uh, Lando disguise from episode six that was oh, also yeah. a little on the nose yeah I, I didn't enjoy that yeah there were a few other ones but those are the ones that spring to mind and i think it was definitely more reference heavy than maybe rogue one i don't they're know set like in the in the, roughly the same time period speaking of heavy-handed references chris did mm-hmm. you see darth maul did you see him chris i did, did see you him. look at him i enjoyed him <laughs> i saw a review that's title was the darth maul cameo is the best thing that happened in this film See, I don't think so. I liked it. Made me excited. I was like, yes, we're going to get Maul in a future film. I wanted more Maul. Okay. Out of all of the, uh, the Sith Lord Apprentices people. Don't you, you dare know. speak ill of Dooku. <laughs> no, it's fine. Besides Vader, he's probably the, one of the most iconic. Even though he's in just one film, he's, um, he's got quite a following. What do you want from Maul next? I want him to possibly star maybe in the Boba Fett film. Maybe Maul hires Boba Fett or something. Boba Fett does another double cross and Maul has to get involved. I don't know. Something like that. Not original solo film or anything like that. You can't do another Maul origin film. No, you can't. No, no it's p- particularly in this time period because Maul, spoiler alert for Rebels, he's dead. He's only got a fine window of shit that he can be getting up to between Solo and him being the head of Crimson Dawn. And when he's no longer in the criminal underworld and he's doing all the stuff that he gets up to in Rebels. And then when he finally confronts Obi-Wan in their final duel and gets got. There's only so much you can do with him. I don't know whether they're going to like do a series of underworld films. So like Solo's the start of it and then you focus on Boba Fett and then, I don't know, maybe Lando or something to round off the scum and villainy and smugglers (laughs) trilogy or whatever but there's only so much you can do with maul you can't have him fight solo for one thing no because that would be unfair (laughs) solo would be killed and also when we see solo in the original trilogy he's he he doesn't believe in the force and if he fights darth maul that's probably going to make him change his mind so he's on the Falcon. Shit, he's moving things with his mind. <laughs> yeah, he's on the Falcon going to Obi-Wan. No, I don't believe in the Force. Although that one time, though, when I fought... <laughs> as there was this rank, guy with yeah. the lightsaber, yeah. Yeah. That would... that Yeah. I so was you... drunk as well, so maybe <laughs> I saw things. I don't know. So you've got to keep those two characters separate. Maybe it'll be something like uh, more losing control of his Crimson Dawn syndicate or somebody knocking him out of his position... Yeah, so maybe Boba Fett would be all right, because Boba Fett, in canon at the moment, he's kind of a nothing character. He's just a guy that looks pretty cool. So you could have him, like, on the orders of Jabba, maybe. He gets together a crew of bounty hunters, so you can throw Bosk and IG-88 and everyone from that scene on uh, Empire Strikes Back, and then he goes against um, Maul and takes him down maybe that that'd be quite fun seeing all them bounty hunters just ganging up on maul and then forcing him into hiding although we know the characters are all going to be safe don't we because we know maul won't die we know boba fett won't die because that's always the problem with prequel films it limits what you can do with them the uh the threat isn't as big did that hold solo back as well actually i never even crossed my mind not once because I was like, well, Solo and Chill will be fine, but everybody else is fair game, so... <laughs> everybody else dies. I definitely thought Amelia Clark's character was going to die. 
she's not mentioned by Solo at all. She's in her characters in none of the other films. I like it's gonna be a Rogue One type thing. She would definitely die towards the end. She doesn't. No. So she'll probably die in a future film. More will kill her. Maybe or Boba or Boba or Solo or maybe. Chewie. Could be a whole double cross thing, and Solo's got to put a laser bolt in her brain or something oh, like dear. that. Greedo as well could team up with yes. <laughs> Boba Fett to tackle Maul. Yeah, Greedo gets the killing shot or the wounding shot that drives Maul off into hiding. I don't think so. <laughs> That'd be fun though. Yeah, Greedo the hero. <laughs> Yeah, there's a limited number of things you, you can do with Maul. You're slightly more excited than I am. Only because the one thing I really wanted them to do with Maul in live action is having him confront Obi-Wan, which they've done in the animated series and they can't realistically do again in a movie because Obi-Wan, he's on Tatooine. He can't really leave and leave Luke and Maul can't find him because when he does find him that's the end game so uh it's okay but it could have been more exciting uh Maul's still played by ray parker uh but he's voiced by sam whitworth who does him in the the clone war series and rebels and stuff mm. different character he's also the guy that plays star killer in the force unleashed games so that's oh, really a, yeah that's a nice uh link between the two we could have Vader reappear, possibly. Vader versus Maul? Well, because Vader would be like, when I was a kid, <laughs> I remember you messing stuff up. Yeah. They've also fought in the Clone Wars and stuff, so he knows, Vader, Anakin knows that Maul's still about. It wouldn't be a get, shock. Um, we might possibly get, uh, what's it called, um, his brother. Savage Oppressor, Press Savage, whatever his uh, name is. Dead. The Emperor killed him. But not yet. <laughs> not in there. <laughs> not yes. yet. So, uh, the Emperor killed him uh, towards the end of Clone Wars. Savage is definitely dead. Or is he? Yeah, yeah he, he is. He died in his arms, and then the Emperor captured Maul and tortured him for a bit. Fun stuff oh for dear. the Maul brothers. Anything else you want to add? No, just nice film. Nice not, film. Nice film. It was all. It, That's it was a all really good. bland comment for a pretty bland film, Chris. Well, there you go then. <laughs> Let's I talk s- about the action. We've not talked the about action. that. I there was thought- a lot of action. There was how much of it was good. The Kessel Run. Yeah. Underwhelming. He still did it, didn't he? (laughs) They did it, but the way that they portrayed it wasn't great. They tried to, like, recreate the asteroid run from Empire, but um, it didn't work as well because it was just a big grey, smoky mess for most of it, and that didn't work. The train sequence was really good. I like that. And Chewie versus Han in the in the pit in the mud pit. That was that was probably my favourite scene, the action scene. But uh, the train heist is pretty good. Everything after that is a bit messy. Although there is, I'm finding bits that I do like, Chris. I think <laughs> there was a bit when Han was fighting um, Dryden Voss, and um, Han gets his blaster. Um, it's a quick moment, but it's brilliant where he's got the blaster up to Dryden's head and he shoots, but Dryden moves his head. That would have been hilarious. Because, <laughs> yeah, you would go for a headshot point blank. You would. That His was, head would have exploded. Yeah. I would have been brilliant. <laughs> that was an incredible moment. And, like, yeah, hand's not very good hand to hand. But you get a blaster in his hand. He'll shoot you in the head. He's good to go. Well, good he's fun. never displayed any hand to hand combat, has he, in any of the films. So He's competent, but he's not great. He tries to sneak up on some stormtroopers and he does a bit of 
kung fu, but he's he's not proficient. He couldn't take anyone out in one punch or no. anything. That's why he's blaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it will shoot you in the head. His dynamic with Woody Harrelson, what do you think of that student-teacher relationship? I felt there was genuine uh, upset when he had to shoot him at the end, and it was, why Woody? Why? It's sad to me that Woody betrayed him. But that was in I, his character, though. Yeah. Sort of. I genuinely didn't think he was going to do it, though. Then he came back, and I was like, fuck you, Woody. Why did you do this to him? <laughs> I liked you. That was disheartening. Ah. But it was good, because that's what it was meant to be. It was meant to dishearten you. It was meant to be like, oh, no, I can't believe he'd done that. Even though they've only known each other for like four days or whatever, <laughs> you know, and they know nothing about each other and they all they've done is robbed or tried to rob a train together. You what think, do you think of that train plan? The plan was very good. Had the, well, the people were riding the speeders The swoop up. gang. Swoop gang, yeah. They were led by some sort of teenage girl. I don't know. When it done the, where it took a mask off and it's like, is she meant to be a reference to a character from the original? I don't know who she is. Why is it doing such a dramatic helmet thing? Is it just because she's a kid or what? Yeah, I think it was just, I don't think she's like a, anyone no, that we, we're meant to have known. But I was so happy at the end where uh, Solo gives them the magic Proaxium. juice. The Proaxium? Coaxium? Proaxium. The kryptonite that, the cri- <laughs> <laughs> that um, she then, oh, oh. You've given us something. If she had said hope, I would have been real, real you would have cross. <laughs> but that was 60 million credits worth of Caraxium. And he gave all of it to them. <laughs> I wouldn't have given all of it to them. She gives them the tiniest amount back to buy a ship. Well, that's still a lot. Well, she could gave more than that. Come on, that was tiny. Nah, Chewie wouldn't have allowed it. His honour. Chewie's honour? Yeah. That's he apparent- eats people. <laughs> he does. They're tasty. <laughs> that's also apparently why he didn't get a medal in A New Hope. His honour. Well, because he was like, no, I don't want a medal. Yeah. I'm above this shit. So it's Chewie's pride. <laughs> Chewie's, yeah. He's just, just like, I'm better than your medals. I don't need an award. Be gone, Fuck humans. You. I'm a Wookiee. Did you like the subtitles for the Wookiee speech? No. And how this is the only time that, that Ham actually speaks Wookiee. Yeah. In the whole trip. And then afterwards, Chewie, uh, I'm guessing Chewie could already understand him. Yeah. But he needed that initial trust. So he's like, look, I can speak Wookiee. I know your people type thing. I'm guessing Han gets better at understanding him afterwards. When they're on that fire talking, he's like, he has a tribal family. I, I, I don't know. Well, but maybe then, that's like the dialect so they can mean yeah. the same thing. Maybe a Wookiee tribe is a Wookiee's family. So Wookiees, they're hairy and big hearted. Yeah. Lovely bunch. The other Wookiee that they meet up with later on, when he meets, he, when he truly saves those other Wookiees, and then there's like one really skinny Wookiee, I just kept looking at it, I was like, God, it looks like pictures of Bigfoot that you see, you know, like when people wear the outfits and stuff, and they do the distance shots. That's what, it really looked like that. Yeah, he looked weird. The other Wookiees look weird. I don't know whether it's because I'm so used to Chewie, but they Well, didn't... Chewie's quite big Bill, isn't he? And the other Wookiees look quite skinny. Because all the other Wookiees back in Kashyyyk in episode three, they're big Bill, so I'm guessing these are slave Wookiees. This is what happened. This is what Chewie would have ended up like. Had he remained in the pit for Had so long. Had he not eaten all of those people. <laughs> no, whoa. I'm guessing Chewie wasn't down there for long, a month maybe. Well, we only see one body. Not not long at all. Nah. And we're not sure how he got on that planet. Get ready for a Wookiee Yes, <laughs> Wookie a Chewie origin, origin story. That Brilliant. starts with um, the first scene is Yoda getting to the escape pod and leaving from episode three. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the film all the way from there, all the way up until the scene in the mud pit. It's a four and a half hour long origin story for Chewie. Actually, I would hate that because that would be a whole movie of Chewie just going... With no subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that would be terrible. Do you notice how they um, they changed the opening credit part again? I think they had to. Otherwise, I would have been a bit lost about what the kryptonite coaxium 
shit what do the scrolling text you didn't have to do the flash no, no i mean Come it on. keeps it separate and there were a few complaints about um rogue one your hopes went done, straight into it well it could have done with a, a little bit of setup like where are we what's the rebellion up to why are they all divided so things like that so i think they did it okay they cut a fine balance watch or don't watch oh no definitely give it a watch the uh most of the reviews that have been out about it have not been entirely fair to it i don't think i've got some You've got some. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Go on. I stole some off of IMDb, and we're going to have a look at them. I find this one tricky to review, because I don't think I'd be in a hurry to watch it again. It didn't have, like, the... Uh, it's hard to explain that I associate with the other start. The prequels didn't have them. I don't know. It was... A spark. Yeah. It the, was missing yeah, something. There was something about the other films. There was the magic, the spark, whatever. There's The I, Lando. The Lando, yeah. There was something just missing about it that if it had that, it would have made the film a lot better. And I, I yeah. can't really put my finger on what it was, but there was the Star Wars magic, if you like. It just wasn't in it. Yeah. Like, it, it is missing something. I don't know whether if you'd have just let Lord and Miller carry on, they would have brought some I, more... F- I don't, I don't want to say fun because Star Star Wars isn't meant to be a comedy. No, it's meant to be but, an epic space opera. But there was something missing. Yeah, now, I I can't put a finger on yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah. I know I know what you mean, but the prequels were missing it because they were anyway. just robot green screen. Yeah, films. so they missed it. The original trilogy had it. Rogue One had it. The Force Awakens for me had it. So did the Last Jedi. Actually, it had yeah. this this spark in it. But this was uh some it was missing this. It wasn't chemistry because everyone acted really well in it everyone yeah. puts in solid performances and bounced well off of each other god this is going to trouble us for years <laughs> what was it missing i don't know I can't was, think. Was something wasn't there yeah i don't know give it a watch i mean you don't have to it is a completely missable film and you wouldn't yeah. there wouldn't be much maybe the mall cameo but you'd probably be caught up on that in the next solo film if not solo i mean standalone yeah, anthology yeah. film other people have also re- reviewed the oh, film these are gonna be bad aren't they probably more competently than than we have but i pulled a few of them off of imdb my favorite place to steal reviews <laughs> uh would you like to listen to some of them Go Again, get... I've stolen the worst reviews because they're the funniest. Oh, God, go on. <laughs> I say that I like the headlines of them. Caesar Cobra says, don't worry if you miss it. I mean, that's sort of what I said. It's missable. Yeah. I mean, you'd miss a good train heist and a Wookiee trying to drown Solo in mud. A name that I can't pronounce because it's just a bunch of letters. <laughs> okay. um, boring snooze fest. Typical of Disney Star Wars. Three out of ten definitely too harsh there's i'll call it boring certainly there were times when i was uh not gripped but definitely interested i think the film got weaker after the train heist but there's enough action scattered throughout and near blaster headshots that it kept me mostly interested kept in you it. going yeah daniel earwick says astonishingly bad again <laughs> not entirely fair there were also a lot of people complaining that this was a cash grab. Every film is a product for a, a movie company or a studio to make yeah, money. exactly. So you could say that with every film. So I, I, I can't really get on board with that being a criticism. I know Star Wars is a franchise and most people will go and see anything that you put the Star Wars name on. But the same can be said with a lot of films and characters and things like that. You'll, you'll go and see them. But yeah, cash grab, I can't really condone as a criticism for 
making a movie because that's what you're meant to make movies and products for, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't condone that as a criticism. One final one, though, Chris. My eyes are bleeding from the mess of this film. Oh, goodness. If your eyes are bleeding, see a doctor. These are probably the same people that also said The Last Jedi was the worst Star Wars film ever made. I think there's just a group of people that have just been hating on all of the new films since The Force Awakens. There was also a good bad comment from someone that I didn't put down in this where they said, oh, if you look at all the positive reviews from um, this film, you see that they only reviewed Solo and The Last Jedi. And the one under the comment under it was um, a positive one. So I clicked on it and it was reviewing Solo and... The Last Jedi? <laughs> Yes, but the one under that was reviewing Solo and The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. (laughs) So maybe people only go on IMDb to review two films. I think he was implying that they were bot. More than likely. But they were pretty comprehensive reviews, so I'm not sure if if you're a bot. But then the whole thing with Sony and Ghostbusters, when the the Ghostbusters trailer came out, and there was loads of bots giving positive comments on the trailer, like, this looks good, I want to take the kids and stuff. You look at the account, it was created like a day before it was posted, and that's probably gone I mean, spamming review sites isn't a new thing. I mean, they tried to do something similar with Black Panther to kind of smear it. There have been things like this before, but you can't really trust review sites, and you shouldn't really. You should trust friends who have seen it and whose opinions that you value. That's why I always talk to Ben, my (laughs) (laughs) dear friend and three-time co-host of this podcast. I miss him. Survival bits, Chris? (laughs) Survival bits? The train heist is what I really want to focus on. Okay. Um, Val, played by Tandy Newton. Rio, voiced by John Favreau, soon to be director of a, um, a Star Wars live-action TV series. Beckett, Woody Harrelson, and the two newcomers, Solo and Chewie, all try and rob a train. It's the best action sequence by far, but how would you have heisted better, Chris, and managed to save Val and Rio? I would have got a ship that had guns, shot the front of the train off, and then just yeah. picked up the other part and then flown off. Because those Viper droids, they're not going to do nothing against my big-ass ship. I mean, there's not much time. They've only got one shot at this train heist. Would attaching guns to it have been tricky? Because I, kn- I know what you're saying, but I don't think you could heist a vehicle that is well-armed and equipped and a vehicle that had the tow cables and the ability to lift up my one of those train both. carriages. Both. My ship would do. Would it have been a we modified have, um, TIE fighter or a modified, like, luggage carrier type? Luggage carrier. <laughs> I can't think of the word. Like It would be a cargo ship that I've heavily reinforced with various weapons. Would you have enough time to do that, though? Yeah, because I've got this ship for, like, eight years already. I've, oh, so I've, you've I've, pre-stolen I've, it. You've been I've planning this heist for eight years. Oh, no. I've been doing other heists in the meantime. But I would have flown him, wires would have come down, and then would have fired down blunt the front of the ship. Gone. You've also got the back of the train as well. To I have rear consider. guns that have destroyed it. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, I think a big ship would have maybe drawn attention. Well, the ship they used was pretty big anyway. Yeah, but it was an Imperial ship. Oh, I see what you're saying. And also it's functional for the job that they're trying to do. So I think it was a twofold option so if you come up with one of them and it's got a giant cannon on the front that's not regulation the train driver would say (laughs) probably (laughs) calling for backup or something like that probably wasn't a train driver maybe there was a protocol droid or an astromech droid driving it or something i mean there were stormtroopers in there so there there were people but there was only a few of them and they were at the rear of the train true maybe they were on coffee break 
coffee break. Yeah. Or blue milk break and they saw the, the stuff coming in. Did Tandy Newton really need to blow herself up? Well, she was only pinned down by two Viper droids, wasn't she? Yeah, could she have not abseiled down the train track and then blew the bridge up and gotten out of the way? Yeah, I know. Unnecessary death. Yeah. I felt like they just sort of introduced her character to go, look, Woody Harrison has a love interest. Oh, no, she's gone. Oh, he's all sad. And he's over it very, very quickly. We can move on with the film. <laughs> I also think that they should have made that Woody Harrelson's motivation for not trusting anyone and go, hey, everyone's going to betray you. Because up until that point, he put Rio in the strongest position. And if anyone was going to betray them, it would have been easier for Rio to do it. And like just fly into space. So and... he does obviously trust them. Yeah. So I think they should have played on that more because Beckett's like really upset that whoever sold him the information also sold it to the swoop bike gang. Maybe, Maybe. they could have added that little character development as well. Uh, Voss's death at the hands of Amelia Clark and her epic sword fighting skills. What do you think of that? I mean, I say epic. She kind of sneakily. I think had she not intervened, Han would have shot him anyway. Because Han, Han gets his blaster and then he's like running towards him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Han's right. going to kill him. And then she disarms Han and knocks him down. And then turns around and fights Paul Bettany. I forgot his name already. Yeah. Voss. Had she not intervened, Han probably would have shot and killed him anyway. So Maybe I... Voss would have moved. Maybe Voss wears some kind of laser-proof armor or something. I'm not sure. I know. I just felt it very unnecessary that she had to intervene to do that. Maybe. Or maybe she wanted to be the one to kill Voss so she could prove to Darth Maul that she's worth... Well, no, because she tells Maul that solo killed him anyway oh yeah she's true. like yeah she's like oh if i'd been there i could have saved him you know solo killed him yeah and so she takes his place in the syndicate yeah i don't know why she killed him he's a bit of a dick as a character so maybe she wanted the revenge that's probably the best because if she wanted to frame solo it would be better if he had died from blaster wounds than being stabbed yeah because she was screwed more like show me the body um <laughs> well solo lost his blaster but you still know his knifey thing he <laughs> yeah had. You know, he's he's very formidable with a sword. He's had all this training from yeah. the Empire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's a weird one. News, Chris? News? Shall what we move news on? news do you have for me? I have a bit. First off, yeah. are you interested in the Christopher Robin trailer? Yes, very Good. much. I knew that I've would be I watched it about <laughs> four times. <laughs> I watched it once, ten seconds before you got here. You know what? Surprisingly fun. <laughs> yeah, it looks good, don't it? <laughs> And it's got Ewan McGregor in it. Yeah. He doesn't like Ewan. At the beginning of it, though, I thought it was going to be a dark remake of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Jesus, why? Like the the hand touching the corn and the the slow fades out and and stuff. I thought it was going to be Winnie the Pooh is now a drug addict or something something like that. Yes, I would watch that. I wouldn't, but no, it looked fun. Have you got fond memories of the Winnie the Pooh cartoon series? Probably. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, but it's I'm like, going to watch this film regardless. Uh, it's like one of those things that was just on in the background in, in my house. Keep me entertained Keep when entertained. I was a whippersnapper. <laughs> Surprisingly, it looks fun. Not Winnie the Pooh, drug addict. <laughs> no, not yet anyway. Not yet, no, maybe later. Since we've been talking about Star Wars a little bit this episode, I've got some Star Wars, not news per se, but... There have been a few of these articles popping up recently for different movie franchises about um, ranking them in the order of most uh, female screen time on films. Okay. So Dr. Rebecca Harrison did this on Twitter. She ranked them. The film with the least female screen presence in Star Wars. Do you want to take a guess? 
Oh, yeah, that will be... Solo's not included in this, by the way, just a FYI. It'll be one of the original trilogies. It'll either be Return of the Jedi. It's a new hope. I'll put you out of your misery. (laughs) Or new hope is what I was going to say. Yeah, Yeah. 15% of the screen time was dedicated to female characters in A New Hope. Topping the Star Wars list was The Last Jedi with 43% of the screen time dedicated to female characters. Uh, There was also one by Digital Spy... Uh, that was for MCU characters. Uh, They ranked all 19 films again in order of female screen time. Bottom of that list, do you want to take a guess if it's not going to take as long as the Star Wars I've got so many films to pick from now. Pick one, anyone. Homecoming? uh, No, that's second to last, actually. Uh, Last was Captain America First Avenger with 13% of the screen time. Topping the list is... Fairly recent. Infinity Wars. <laughs> no, slightly less recent. Black Panther. Yeah, 40% of the screen time. Yeah. Also, okay. uh, also though, fun fact, Zoe Saldana's character had the single biggest chunk of screen time in Guardians 1. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought that would be interesting for you to know, Chris. Interesting facts. Yeah. Okay. You seem nonplussed, like everything in the news. So this has gone exactly as usual. Chris, how do people get in contact with us? Ah, well, they can email the show at wecouldsurvive.gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at wecouldsurvive. Leave your reviews, your ratings, your thumbs up, your thumbs down, your stars. I don't know what review system you've got in front of you, but use it. Yes. Leave comments and reviews and stuff like that. Um, Tell us what you want us to cover on on another show. So that'll be helpful to us. And, you know, spread the word of We Could Survive That. Next week, we will be back for another podcast undecided on the topic so if you've got any suggestions maybe throw them our way but bear in mind it'll have to be short because i'm pressed for time next week because i'm going to a wedding i'm not getting married just throw that in there just there (laughs) i'm just there gate crashing so yeah that's a terrible movie wedding crashes you ever seen that let's do that it's fucking dreadful does anyone any need for survival experts in that film no but it's just bad should we give out wedding tips chris wedding tips yeah i only have one but i'm not gonna say it (laughs) is it don't get wedded (laughs) there we go (laughs) good tip next week goodbye oh god that's okay Um, whoa (laughs) i'm abbreviating Well, thank you for all listening to We Can Survive That, your weekly survivor guide to the Star Wars universe. And we're going to see you next week for a mystery. Murder on the Orient Express. Goodbye. (laughs)